You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You picked it up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Check that out today. Good morning. Happy Friday, March 24th, 2023. You got one week left, and we're into April. Holy Santa Claus shit. It's going fast. We're almost, uh, we're almost through this thing. Spring has arrived. We're barreling into summer now. Jesus, it's amazing. Uh, what a fantastic week for MAGA, for President Donald J. Trump. Woke up today, and uh, now nobody even wants to talk about this indictment in New York. Now it's like, ah, nah, 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 nah. well, people may have gotten a little out over their skis. Oh, is that right? Uh-huh, sure. Or he wrecked your shit this week. You thought you had him like you always did. And he wrecked your shit with hard, cold evidence that you weren't aware of or you thought you could keep hidden. And now here we are going into the weekend with one thing on our minds. Just one. Saturday, March 25th, Waco, Texas. Oh, my God. Trump rally. That's right. The first Trump rally of 2023 campaign season it's gonna be fucking lit it's gonna be lit it will be lit it will be lit i have uh, had communication with the campaign i have reason to believe that president trump is going to be adding to the format enhancing the rallies even beyond what they already were so i think they're gonna only get better they're gonna be more fun they're gonna be more patriotic and I think you guys, anybody who attends, if you're within four to six hours of that location driving, you really owe it to yourself to do it. I think you're going to thank me. You're going to say, Brendan, you're absolutely right. It was a great decision. I'm glad I got in the car. I'm glad I spent the hundred bucks on gas round trip. It wasn't that bad. It's in Waco, Texas. This is Trump country through and through. You're going to be around. I don't even know what they're expecting. 20,000, 10,000, 50,000. I don't know. Is it going to be cold? Probably. Grab some fucking folding chairs, some blankets, dress appropriately. You'll be fine. It's going to be a blast. Okay? It's going to be a blast. Get out there and have some fun. Trump rally weekend. So, yeah, so that's a big deal. And I hope you guys are attending. I cannot wait for the clips. I'm sure the speech is going to be absolutely off the chains. And uh, we'll have lots of friends and people in attendance uh, at that rally. I have no doubt about it. I got to talk to the campaign also about some other stuff because I can't wait. I got to get more of a heads up, right? Like, I want to know. This one I couldn't make it to. It's a little too far to drive for me and my uh, wife. But I'm hoping the next time we got one in here in South, you know, out in Georgia, South Carolina, maybe Florida, I am going to be in a tenant. So it's going to be fantastic. Anyway. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We got to cover uh, Governor Rob DeSantis continues to face plant. Uh, we now have one of his probably biggest mistakes as governor on the front uh, page again because we were assured uh, by his retarded uh, essential social media team that this wasn't going to be a problem. And now it's a problem. Now it's front and center. And Rob looks like an idiot. 
and we're going to highlight it because it's fucking funny. We also got a savage. This is one of the most savage 11-second takedown videos I've ever seen, courtesy of Team Trump. Team Trump put out something that I'm like, yeah, that's going to be hard to overcome. It's 11 fucking seconds. Imagine crushing someone's political career in 11 seconds. I'll explain. It is brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. All right, so we got some fun stuff today. I'm going to keep it light on the topics because I have felt that I have neglected you guys for the last few weeks because my Fridays have been crazy, whether it was CPAC or going out of town on vacation or other shit. I have had to dip out consistently on Fridays a little early. Not saying that this show is going to run long today, but I'm going to give you a full Dilly 300 uh, like helping of Q&A Friday. I've got a ton of questions you guys have asked me, really good ones. Some of them political, some of them personal, some of them philosophical, but we're going to cover all of it. It's going to be a fantastic show. So please buckle up. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, it's fucking Friday, dude. Oh, I'm so glad it's Friday. I got to be honest with you. And not that my job is hard or anything. Like, this, is, this shit's fucking easy. Dunking, crushing lefties, and destroying never-Trump cunts is not a hard job. Like, this is like the fucking... I have the best job in the world, okay? I make fun of, of losers and terrible human beings for a living. It's, it's easy. But, that being said, you still look forward to your Friday, right? It's like, it's Friday, you're gonna have fun. Oh, my wife bumped my camera this morning. There we go. Fix that. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have fun. I got plans. I'm to hang out with the kids. Fucking just veg, dude. Just let my brain, my mind go blank. Since we got a Trump rally tomorrow, I'm going to be shit posting up a storm, which means I'll probably be very, very uh, a ghost on social media tonight because I've got to deploy the fucking team tomorrow. Right, guys? Saturday night, Trump rally. Woo-woo! We got to make a bunch of fucking memes out of it. Oh, we're going to have access. We got to have access to the whole, whole fucking uh, plethora, plethora of tools. And, uh, I'm excited about it. Excited about just relaxing. How are you guys doing? You guys having a great week? Fuck. You woke up Monday and you thought, oh my God, are they actually going to put, are they going to indict my president? Are they going to actually indict Donnie J. Trump? That's how you woke up this week. You ended the week being like, dude, is that guy who tried to indict Trump going to get thrown in jail? (laughs) Is he still, is he going to get fucking indicted himself? Maybe. I don't know. Crazy ass shit though, isn't it? What a whirlwind. So one of the most fascinating things about this in this timeline, right? Because of the way psyops and information travels uh, in the world today, you have to be extremely level-headed about what's happening in front of you. Because if you're ultra reactionary, you will react incorrectly, and then they they will dog whistle you, and you'll in, you'll react incorrectly, and uh, and then you get your nuts in a sling. Like, let me give you an example, right? So like. Last week, Friday, Saturday, President Trump puts out the message, hey, they're going to try to indict me on Tuesday, right? They're going to indict me. I'm going to turn myself in on Tuesday. They're arresting me Tuesday. Time for protests is what he said, right? And all you had to do was go, okay, can I remember? And and then I go out and I I tell people on Saturday, protest doesn't necessarily mean get in the streets. Sometimes, and I do this whole fucking video about different methods of protest. Protest can mean a lot of different things. Now, some people lost their shit. Fuck you. We need a head to insert capital here to insert illegal activity here. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Fed. You're glowing, right? The bottom line was that was just five and a half, six days ago. People were like, 
What am I going to do? And then by Monday, we all had make it, made our choices on what we could do, right? For me, I looked around. I'm like, okay, no one's organizing anything locally where I live. I'm not getting in a car and fucking driving to New York City. So I instead am going to choose, I'm going to buy a bunch of Trump flags, get them on my house, get them on my wife's vehicle. And then I'm also going to keep an ear out in case there is some kind of like actual rally or something I can do here in person. That was by Monday. By Tuesday, you're like, I don't think we're going to have to protest. And by Wednesday and Thursday, you're like, I don't think the protest is going to be necessary. I'll just go to the Trump rally on Saturday, right? Like, so things can change very quickly and people will overreact and say some shit because they're hyper emotional. Ah, I'm going to go and you're a fucking, you won't do it. Insert thing here. Some people, you're a fucking idiot. You're going to get arrested by just like J6ers. That's, that's half of these fucking twats, right? Ah, don't do that. The other half is like, do what you want. I'm going to stay home. I mean, it's just crazy. It's all emotional. And he's kind of like, this is one of the reasons I've been trying to teach you guys like to keep your humor about you. Because humor kind of gets you out of that headspace where you're ultra serious. Like one of the most awkward parts about, I think, being a human being is being up your own ass and taking things super seriously all the time. Like it's all kind of retarded if you, if you think about it. Honestly, like one of the keys to life and to success, I think is keeping a, excuse me, a level ahead in any circumstance. And so like be, just even participating in this whole uh, endeavor we call, you know, life of, you know, being a human being, it innately comes with a lot of retarded shit that like if you hold on super tight to it, like, all right, let me give you, the, let me give you an example. You ever had a really horrible relationship where at some point during that chaos, you were like, it was the most important thing you had, right? And you held on to it. Like, especially when you're younger, you like, you hold on to it. You're like, ah, this is my thing. But then like, eventually you look, you, you get past that. And then you're like, why the hell did I care about that stupid fucking, you know, negative, terrible experience so much? It's kind of what I'm trying to illustrate to you is like, there's things that in the moment you're like, this is the most important thing I have to live and die on. And then you live a little and you have a little more life experience and you're like, why the fuck was I holding on to this thing? And it typically is when you're younger, but it just, it's just one of those things, uh, you know, and right now, when you look at President Trump and you look at what the path that we're on as a society, right? When you're on a path and you look at, and it's easy to say, oh my God, look at all the freaks they've taken over. They're taking over the country. They're taking over, dude, they're not, they're not taking over the country. They took over the microphones for a while, which is why they've controlled the narrative. But they, by and large, look, like the numbers of fucking chicks with dicks in this country isn't going up. It's always been about 1%, 1.5% are fucked up, tranny, whatevers, okay? That number, it's not like we're all of a sudden we went from 1.5% of society being chicks with dicks to like, oh my God, 12% of the country now fucking, you know, is a chick with a dick. Like it's not, all that's happened is that one tiny minority got access to the microphones and to the media because essentially foreign nations are trying to pussify our country so we're easier to conquer, right? But if you go and you drive around America, like if I told you right now, unless you're in a major liberal metropolitan area, like if you're just a normal human being and I said, hey, go find a transsexual and you got, you've got 15 minutes to do it, you're not gonna find one. 
Like, you could go find anything else I tell you, but if I tell you to go find a chick with a dick in the next 15 minutes, 99% of you are going to be like, I have no fucking idea where to start, right? You'll be like looking up like different clubs and bars where they hang out or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm trying to make a larger point here, which is the internet and television and radio presents to you a reality that's not necessarily indicative of what your real actual reality is, right? So you just got to be kind of careful because you get sucked into that shit and then you start getting all negative, right? Yeah, then you start getting all negative. And you're like, oh, guys, this country's lost. It's like, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. You're just taking it back and it's taking a little while and it's upsetting you and whatever. It's going to be fine, right? It's totally going to be fine. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about a little bit of all this kind of fun stuff today. I, I can't wait to do a little. I got some political shit we got to cover today that uh, from, a, from a campaign standpoint that I'm just so impressed um, the way the chips are, are falling right now. I, I don't, I swear to God, who I, <laughs> even President Trump's like, hey, you should fire everybody who works for your, your astroturfing campaign online. Even he recognizes what I'm saying about, about fucking uh, Governor DeSantis. It's like, dude, Whoever you hired has led you astray, and now you're permanently torched. Now you have no future in politics, and we can all see it. So we're going to break it all down today. All right, so a couple of things. Here's what I, I want to start out right away, okay? I want to start out right away on Team Meatball because, dude, he's fucked up. Like, he's fucked up right now, and I don't know. I don't know if he, I think he's starting to figure it out, to be honest with you. If anybody is being honest with him, because all it's going to take is one voice showing him over and over, and then I think he's going to be like, oh, shit, I, I might have a problem here. And he's got a major fucking problem. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to show you the issues first. Normally, I would do it that way. I would show you issues first and then results second. We're going to do it in reverse. I'm going to show you uh, results first, and then we'll work backwards from it, if that makes sense. So here's the result of Team Meatball this week fucking with Donald J. Trump and his fucking social media team. This is out just today. This is a, uh, hold on. Got this one from uh, our good friend Mags Memes. Here, I'm going to adjust this. There you go. This is a Harris Harvard poll. This is one of the most recent polls that got done just a day ago, right? Dude, look at the numbers. Look at the lead he's opening up right now. He is opening up a can of fucking whoop ass. This is the numbers. And I don't even have the side by side to show you guys where he was at in this exact same poll just like two weeks ago. But DeSantis is plummeting. Okay. Especially when you look down at the two way race, which is essentially what this is going to become. He's getting absolutely bodied. This is going to get worse. And this is in one poll. This is in a Harris-Harvard poll. Wait until you see the other ones that are going to come out over the weekend and on Monday. This is going to get way worse. But this is one of the, er the most recent polls after this bullshit uh, from this week with the, uh, the prosecutor in New York and also the Pierce Morgan sit-down interview with Team DeSantis. So this is bad. Like, this is very, very bad. And I don't know how, how do you keep going into his office every day and tell him, 
Yeah, don't worry. Our campaign is effective. Yeah, don't worry. It's going to work. It's going to turn out fine. It's going to be fine. Don't worry, Rob. It's fine. Don't worry, Rob. It's going to work out. Don't worry, Rob. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. We're okay. No, you're not, dude. You're hemorrhaging. And now this is, again, I don't think that President Trump is getting this next thing from me. I'm just, I want to be clear because sometimes, sometimes I think some of my stuff, certainly the Rob DeSantis commentary seeps into their shit. That came from me and it ended up in President Trump's uh, press release. This next thing I'm going to show you guys though, I don't believe it's coming from me. I actually think that he and I just have a very similar approach to certain subjects. Okay. There's certain things that, nuanced psychology we sometimes see things the same okay and i'll show you i talked about this three months ago we played the video that magical trevor made at the beginning of the week essentially of the psyop that we're running president trump is now doing the same thing he's running the same psyop now and this is i i'll explain here it'll make sense Rhonda sanctimonious political consultants are failing to rescue his sinking ship he can't move without them. It takes him forever to make a decision, and they're charging him and his globalist donors a fortune. Ron's pool numbers are crashing at a record pace. He is being abandoned by his most loyal people, and I'm sure he's planning to ask for all of his money back from his establishment rhino advisors who are good at one thing, sucking the piggy bank dry. Let me explain. He is now doing what we've been doing since January, but Trump's doing it in a little bit different of a timeline. What, here's what's going to happen. This, this message right here, every day, Rob DeSantis and his, uh, his team of political fucking experts deal with a number of subjects, but they also are dealing with this, the 900-pound the gorilla that is Donald Trump. So what President Trump's doing right here is he's kneecapping the campaign and he's planting the seeds of doubt and insecurity in Rob. Like, imagine if you are the political consultant who has to print this off and then read it to DeSantis. Do you understand? This is why I told you early on, we're like, oh, uh, our target is Christina Peshaw. It took me five minutes once I looked at her profile and I realized what her job was and then we dug into her history and then I looked at her photos. I'm like, oh, you're done. I already knew. I'm like, you're the weak link. And what have we done? We've absolutely bodied that entire uh, astroturfing online campaign with a psyop. We psyop the shit out of her. That woman is so, is so psychologically fragile now. If you even comment about her Botox or her face, even in a subtle way, if you even like photos or memes of her face, she will block you. We've broke her and she's the head of the snake. But now... She has to print this off this morning and she has to walk into Rob's office and read it to him. And then she has to defend herself. You understand? Because then she has to defend herself because Rob goes, is this true? Because even if it's not true, even if he fakes it and he goes, oh, this guy is ridiculous. What will happen is he and more importantly, and this is the biggest sigh up of it all. This part of this will be for DeSantis, but not Rob. This post is for Casey. See, if you really want to infiltrate and psyop an organization, you've got to fucking, you, you get into the head of the wife. 
And if the wife, and it's especially, it's that last line where greedy fucking kind of wives like Casey DeSantis get heavily defensive. Once they start looking at the numbers, what the fuck are we doing, Rob? Why are we paying them 50,000 a week? Are you kidding me? This is bullshit. What the fuck is she even doing? I'm just telling you right now, this post is going to make it into fucking Casey DeSantis' head. And then Casey's going to start railing on him. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? This is, I don't give a fuck. He's right. They aren't reacting. They're slow. These people are getting, every time I go on Twitter, they're getting ratioed by the, I'm telling you right now, this psyop, there's only one way this movie ends. The movie ends with Rob DeSantis rebound weight gaining from the Ozempic, 60 to 80 fucking pounds, then another 50 after Casey walks out on him because he doesn't have a career beyond 2026. I'm telling you right now, they weren't ready for our onslaught. This, President Trump knows it. People are like, they, they are so pathetic and flimsy that they think being attacked by the giant fucking uh, pit bull with no leash means that the pit bull is scared of you and weak. It's like, oh, that grizzly bear is only attacking you because he was afraid. Oh, or he saw a target that was weak and fucking limping along like a little bitch, and he thought, I can kill that and eat it. Like these people, the, the, sh- the fucking mental gymnastics, they, they tell me, oh, you guys are only attacking him because you're scared of what he might do. Uh, no. Or we look at him and go, oh my God, look at that gazelle limping. Uh, I'm a lion. I think I'm going to eat the fuck out of it. It's the stupidest. And this is, what, this is why they can't win. And as I've explained on this show, it's a failure feedback loop. You start with one failure. And because you don't understand how important course correction is, your one failure leads to a second, to a third, to a fourth, and now you're a full-blown fuck-up. And you just, you look up one day and go, how the fuck did I go from having success to a total failure in what feels like only a three or four-month period of time? This is how. And here's the part that people don't really appreciate. President Trump understands the power of velocity. Velocity is critical. Why am I curt with you guys? Think about when, and I've been trying to teach you this for the entire time I've done this show, five, six years. Velocity of information is almost more important than the information itself. Velocity allows you to either stop a, a potential insurgency very quickly, and then you're able to keep moving forward, or when you're going against somebody, you can turn the speed up so fucking high, and if they're not accustomed to operating in that environment, you can destroy them. The best example I can give of that was our, our February 7th State of the Union Address response team. Team Trump reaches out to Team Dilly. Dilly meme team goes in to work on that project days in advance. We already know what the Democrats were going to try to message. So what do you do with the velocity? What we did was we organized in advance. We were able to get the counter arguments to their fake news, his bullshit speech prepared. Then they were able to, we took the videos of Biden lying in real time, plugged them into the videos of us correcting the lies. And then we started hammering out the information so fast that Joe Biden's fucking speech at State of the Union got Roughly 25 to 27 million people to watch, and we got almost 2 million 
views just on our corrections of those lies. That is significant. Out of the 27 million, 2 million, we already, and we fact-checked it in real life. So that by the time, and if you guys noticed, the day after the State of the Union, nobody was discussing it. Why weren't they discussing it? Because if you clicked on the hashtag, it was nothing but the Team Dilly and Team Trump response to the State of the Union. There was no Joe Biden material. The reason was velocity of information. And this is what Trump can do with this guy that they don't understand this. This is a very, this is a next level when it comes to psychological warfare. Donald Trump, what he's doing to DeSantis, and this is why the team DeSantis keeps waiting for there to be a break in the attacks, and they're not. We're, it's actually being turned up. There's only one way to get the attacks to stop. You quit. You fucking tap out, bitch. It's the only way. Because you're not going to be able to punch back fast enough. You're already so far behind the eight ball on social media response as well as messaging, as well as platform. Your campaign, realistically, is about two years behind Donald Trump's. So you can't catch up now. It's too late. The train has already left. It's, it's too fucking late. We knew where you were at in this game the first time you were supposed to respond to something. The first time that they didn't respond correctly, the, the very first time, we already knew it was over. It was like, oh, they're not ready. As soon as we saw it, it was, they're not ready. Fucking crushed them. We smelled blood in the water. The second Newsweek published the article quoting me, warning DeSantis, don't fuck with us. We will show you no quarter. We'll end your career. The second they validated, like I was a new guy on Twitter. Like, why would you, of all fucking people, why would you grab me? But what they did was they broadcasted me to all of Team DeSantis. And then all of Team DeSantis came for me. And what they got was an army of fucking memers as well as Team Trump that they weren't expecting. And ever since they stepped into the octagon, Donald Trump has nuked him over and over and over. And we fucking memed him over and over. And the pace is so high. Dude, they have whole meetings just to figure out how are they going to counter argument us. They have meetings on that. We're fucking burying them with six, seven, eight, either counterpoints or memes before they've figured out how to say one thing back. Even right now, if you guys want an example, John Cardillo, who might be my, my new girlfriend, he's like my side piece, right? I, I don't really use him for anything other than as a footstool. But John Cardillo, go on Twitter, I swear to God. I have been torching that fat dork for fucking months. He can't reply to me. And I mean that literally. He is working for Team DeSantis. He has been told by Team DeSantis, do not engage this guy. So it doesn't matter what I say to him. I could say anything. I could talk to him about his fucking wife who's now going through another divorce. I could talk to him about his fucking failed career up in New York. I could talk to him about his weight or his fucking diminutive stature. I can say anything and he can't say anything back to me. I go on his page and I do it. I fucking do it everywhere I go. He can't say shit. He finally replies to my wife and then I slide in the deal. He still can't say anything. And the reason he can't say anything is because they, they haven't had a meeting and given him approval. They haven't given him approval. This is what happens in bureaucracy. You don't have the approval to fight. So now you just get bludgeoned and you look like a giant dipshit. And now you, you're like, I look weak because we can't move fast enough to keep up with the fight. President Trump knows this, and he's absolutely right. 
This statement is a nuke because it's a psychological nuke. DeSantis knows it's right. There's not a single lie in here. There's not a single lie in here. The guy he hired from Team Cruz probably charged him $50,000 just to get in the door. The people that he's hired from other campaigns, how much do you think Karl Rove is charging him behind the scenes? Do you understand, like, what he did was, this is where they're all playing it wrong. DeSantis and everybody else on team anti-Trump, team fucking liberal Democrat, the more you hire old paradigm political operatives who haven't adjusted, the more you're going to get just boat raced. The game is not the way it used to be played. It's different now. You have to have a much more organized uh, operation, a much more effective message, and most importantly, there must be sincerity and authenticity in your words. You don't even have to have the correct opinion in order for this to be effective. You just have to have an opinion that you genuinely believe in. Does that make sense? You can, this is how Bernie Sanders got pat. Like how did Bernie Sanders grow an operation? Bernie Sanders growth. And I'm using him as a, I'm deliberately using him as an example because we know his politics are garbage. We know his, uh, his, his philosophies about America and government are completely stupid and insane, right? He's a fucking communist. But why was Bernie able to grow? It doesn't matter that Bernie has the wrong ideas. The only thing that mattered was that Bernie believes his ideas. And that sincerity of messaging is what other people are picking up on. The reason people like DeSantis, not only will they not win with this war, they'll never win again. On either side of the aisle, I want you to understand this. You can't win unless you actually believe what you're selling. It doesn't matter whether you're selling communism or you're selling capitalism and America and freedom. If you are a puppet, everyone in America has been conditioned to sniff you the fuck out. It's why Hillary got her shit pushed in. It's why they had to manufacture 50 million fucking votes for Joe Biden. It's the reason people like uh, Andrew Yang are able to build coalitions of people, people like Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama, it doesn't matter if you have the right ideas so long as you are sincere in your belief about them. Do you understand? This is critical. If you don't know how to play this game and you get into the octagon with somebody that does, you will end up looking like Rob DeSantis where he didn't even have the position that Ted Cruz had. See, Ted Cruz stepped in the octagon and then realized to his credit because Cruz has a really high IQ. Cruz got fucking bodied by Trump. And then he spent all summer going, what am I going to do? And it didn't take Cruz long to figure out, dude, this guy's the nominee. And if I don't bend the knee and he wins, I'm never going to have a career again. And I got to give credit to Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz bent the fucking knee. And then the photos come out of him calling people. Hi, this is Senator Ted Cruz. Making sure you turn out to vote for Donald Trump this Tuesday. I mean, you want to talk about a, that is literally the lowest of low if you're a sitting senator but he knew i have to make amends with the don and that's the truth because if cruz hadn't done that he would have fucking never got reelected. that would have been the end of his career beto o'rourke would have boat raced him eventually because cruz wouldn't have been able to get trump's endorsement instead cruz kissed the fucking pinky ring and continues to be able to stay a senator now ted cruz is going to stay a senator down in texas so long as he votes america first that's how it'll go 
DeSantis doesn't have that. DeSantis is a two-term governor in a state that only allows you to run two consecutive terms. He doesn't have a Senate seat that is anywhere near his ability to take. So, and I, I, I know that Team DeSantis has done the map. I know Rob has probably done this. This gamble, Rob, if you lose, it's the end of your political career. It means that in 2026, when you leave office and you're no longer the governor, you're not going to be able to get Donald Trump's endorsement for anything during that mid midterm election, number one. Number two, there's not a Senate seat available to you. Number three, you either have to go back to fucking Congress or number four, which I predicted a long time ago, you will sign a lucrative deal with some shitty media outlet, probably Fox News, and you'll become a commentator. You're going to be a 49-year-old commentator on Fox News with a shitty little $200,000 a year contract. You won't have your own show because you don't have that kind of charisma. You'll come on, you'll talk, blah, 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 and then that'll be that. That's the rest of your career. And slowly, every year, from the time that Donald Trump's done putting you through the fucking Thunderdome until the end, you will keep gaining weight. You'll come off the Ozempic. You'll come off the fucking uh, keto diet. You'll eventually blow up. You'll be the size of Chris Christie. Your wife is going to leave you for somebody with a better future, someone who actually could become president. She'll leave you. She'll latch on to some other dude that's much more powerful, and you'll, just, you'll start to blow up. You'll eventually be Chris Christie, and you'll come out, and they'll be like, oh, and you'll be all jovial and shit. Oh, I remember when I was governor. That'll be your whole thing. That's it. You guys can see this happening, right? If I'm missing some part of this asshole's career that you see, can you let me know? Because if you are done in 2026 and your presidential uh, hopes have been dashed permanently for 2028, what do you do next? You're not going to be a fucking governor again. You're not going to be a senator. Where do you go? You think Casey wants to be with a loser, Rob? Hmm? She, you think she wants to stay with a fat loser? Huh? You think she wears the Jackie O fucking dresses everywhere you guys go because she is content marrying and staying with fucking Chris Christie? Get out of here. He's fucked. You, you are fucked, pal. And the only way to fix it is you have to stop being a piece of shit, but you can't because this is who you are. You just are what you are. And you're too late in life to actually discover your integrity. You already sold that soul a long time ago. He's fucked. I'm warning you right now. Everybody thinks, oh, Brady, you're so funny. I'm not joking. I see this. I've been life coaching for fucking 10 years. I've seen this movie play out. I don't know how many different times. Don't matter if you're a politician or a pro athlete or a fucking musician. When people start punching themselves in the dick and never figure out how to stop, they don't stop until there's no more dick. And that's what this guy is doing right now. And the fact that they actually do these numbers. Yeah. Oh, yours flexing. Like one of the things that some of these assholes are saying is, well, well, he hasn't even formally announced. He'll get a bump when he announces. Dude, why would you think he'd get... Where in God's name is Team DeSantis getting this idea that the moment you announce and you actually formally tell people you're backstabbing Donald Trump, who told you that you would go up in the polls once people know that you're officially fucking over Trump? Like, I understand why you thought your numbers would go up during the I haven't announced phase. But where in God's name did you get the idea? Yeah, don't worry. There'll be a big bump in the polls once we finally tell the 80 million people that voted for Trump that we're betraying him. Who told you that? Who the fuck instructed you? We'll see a three to five point jump 
once we formally announce. The earliest you could even announce it's looking like is June. Where do you think, Rob, in this poll alone, you were around 39% like a month and a half ago. You're at 24. In three months, where are you going to be? And not only that, DeSantis, not only that, it gets worse. Because if that's where you're at today, where are you going to be as people slowly figure out that one of the biggest red flags on your campaign is the fact that you allow red flag laws in Florida. Now, the official counterpoint to red flag Ron from his astroturfing retard social media people was don't worry, DeSantis is gonna bring constitutional carry to Florida. That was the official talking point. The official talking point was Rob DeSantis is bringing constitutional carry to Florida. So therefore, it will negate all of the red flag laws that currently exist in Florida. That was the argument. And then we all went to bed last night and this happened. Governor DeSantis has caved on his promise of constitutional and open carry. And uh, this is what Laura Loomer said. I called this in January of this year. People attacked me for telling the truth. It's over. They shelved it. DeSantis shelved. He couldn't get it. It's done. According to uh, Florida Politics website, open carry measure is now off the table, disappointing Second Amendment advocates. So now constitutional and open carry is off of the table at the state legislature. But what is still on the books is red flag laws in Florida. So now you just lost all of the Second Amendment, Amendment freedom-loving American vote. Not only can you not win your state, I don't think you're going to be within 10 against Donald Trump in your state. You're fucked up. You fucked this up beyond all measure, pal. This is one of the saddest, most embarrassing non-campaign campaigns I've ever seen. He's done. You, you all right, because this, this was the only political card he could play when you asked him about red flag laws, which is, I'm working with the state legislature to try and change Florida's gun laws to becoming an open carry, constitutional carry state. That was his, if you bring up red flag laws, that was his answer to you, and you had a hard time overcoming it. Because if he would have done it, you would have been like, oh, wow, it's pretty impressive. But he didn't. He got bitch slapped by the state legislature who are a bunch of fucking deep state rhinos who want no part of constitutional carry. Now you're left with what's on the books. What's on the books is a state that is not pro-gun, a state that does have red flag laws, and a state that just told the governor, go fuck yourself, we're not becoming a constitutional carry state. <clears throat> he's in a, he's, this, this is policy, okay? This isn't me making fun of his fat face. This isn't me making fun of his stupid, ugly wife. This isn't me talking shit about his garbage campaign. This is the facts of his political policy positions. And that, all of this, was before one of the most savage videos I have ever fucking seen came out. If you ever wanted to really body somebody during today's political climate, if you wanted to actually effectively just wreck someone 
You take these clips, you mash them into an 11 second video, and you play them across the entire country. Uh, Russia is a gas station masquerading as a country. Don McCain famously opined that Russia is a gas station parading as a country. He's basically a gas station with a bunch of nuclear weapons. Uh, Russia is a gas station masquerading as a country. Don McCain famously opined that Russia is a gas station parading as a country. He's basically a gas station with a bunch of nuclear weapons. Uh, Russia is a gas station masquerading as a country. Don McCain famously opined that Russia is a gas station parading as a country. He's basically a gas station with a bunch of nuclear weapons. Uh, Russia is a gas station masquerading as a country. Don McCain famously opined that Russia is a gas station parading as a country. He's basically a gas station with a bunch of nuclear weapons. Uh, Russia is a gas station masquerading as a country. That's your fucking career flatlining. The moment you hired Carl Rove and other rhino deep state people who you allowed to shape, shape your messaging and they either deliberately or accidentally included the exact vernacular that John McCain, Mitt Romney both used on the subject and you used it because you didn't do your research, you're done. You just married yourself to John McCain and Mitt Romney's foreign policy. He's done. This is, this, you're done. We haven't even got to the part where you're gonna try and debate Donald Trump about what his new agenda is. We're not even there. We haven't even got to the starting gate yet on this race, Rob. We haven't even got you to the starting gate. You can't even actually debate his future policies because you already married yourself to a Republican foreign policy that everybody in America hated. You killed your entire career and you never even got to announce. That video, it's 11 seconds. I just looped it. You're never going to hide from that. You're, the thing that's amazing is people who said, oh, the video of him uh, giving love to Paul Ryan was from 2012. It's irrelevant now. Or the video of him praising George Bush Sr. Oh, it's irrelevant. It's old. Dude, that fucking video was from Monday, you asshole. On Monday, you were quoting John McCain and Mitt Romney in your foreign policy answer? You're done. That's not fucking 10 years ago. No one gets to go, well, he's lurk. Not only that, you absolute mental midget. You fucked the foreign policy answer so badly and it did so poorly in the public that the next day your team flip-flopped on it. You flip-flopped one day after saying something different. You're fucking fucked, bro. You, cause now everyone's aware, oh shit. He's saying whatever he's supposed to say based on his fucking polling numbers and based on his donors. So now everybody can see the strings, you idiot. I've never seen a bigger group of fucking amateur retards in my entire life. I've been studying politics for almost fucking two and a half decades. I have never seen a political campaign that went into what could have been a presidential campaign with as much momentum and goodwill flushed down the shitter as quickly as this one. This is one of the fucking saddest, most pathetic face plants I've ever seen. This is Scott Walker. This is Mitt Romney. This is Jeb Bush 
all rolled into one from a dork, a fat dork like fucking Rob DeSantis. Do you want to know why I call him Rob DeSantis? I have never actually explained on the show. Now, yes, I, I like to fuck up people's names because it's a really subtle uh, form of disrespect. But do you want to know the real psychological reason I do it? Do you know why I psyoped him this way? Do you know why Donald Trump adopted it and why Team Trump now calls him Rob DeSantis? There's a, it's actually deeper than just needling somebody and saying, fuck you. The real reason I call him Rob DeSantis is because this unaware douchebag doesn't have the name recognition across all 50 states that he thinks he does. The reason I call him Rob DeSantis is because more often than not, and this is why it's funny, people from Oregon, people from Montana, people from Philadelphia, people from Boston, people from Nevada, they don't correct you. Do you know why they don't correct you when you call him Rob DeSantis? Because they don't know his fucking name. That's why it's funny. The reason I started calling him Rob DeSantis and why Team Trump adopted it is because this stupid fuck thought he had enough name recognition to just casually roll out there as Ron DeSantis. If you call him Rob, no one fact checks you because they don't know what the fuck his real name is because he doesn't matter. This is, he doesn't have a nationwide presence. 90% of the time you call him Rob DeSantis, people don't ever correct you because they actually think that might be his name. They're like, oh, I think I've heard of Rob DeSantis. That's the real troll. That's the funny thing. You couldn't pull that with Donald Trump. You couldn't start calling him Ronald Trump. It wouldn't be funny. It's, it doesn't work. There's no psyop there. He's got a brand that's bigger than this country. You call him Rob DeSantis because people, even people that support him, some of them don't catch on that his name's not Rob. That's the other funny part. You could talk to people who are never Trump and they go, I'm supporting DeSantis. You go, you like Rob DeSantis? And they're like, yeah, I think there's a lot to, a lot to like about Rob DeSantis. They don't even fucking catch on. I'm like, you don't even know what his real name is because he's that fucking irrelevant. This is why it's funny. This is the troll. The troll is not that I'm just fucking up your name. It's that I'm fucking up your name and you don't even have enough fans or name recognition for anybody to fact check me. That's why it's fucking funny. Anyway. Whew. <laughs> now, without any further ado, Randy's booty. Let's Oh, yeah, yeah. How are you guys doing? I'm not boring you with this campaign psyop discussion, am I? I hope you guys, I, I, for me, it's just, it's funny because they don't understand what's going on. It's, it's, the, the fact they keep making these mistakes is actually impressive. President Trump's a master of this shit. He's so far ahead of these guys. It's fucking awkward. And the polling numbers are going to continue to reveal it. It's only going to get worse. It is only going to get worse. DeSantis couldn't even deliver on, you couldn't even deliver on, on constitutional carry in what, your own state. The fuck are you going to do for all 50 of us? Get out of here. You're not serious. This is not a serious race at all. Oh no, not another poll. Not another poll. Fuck. Uh-oh. White and earn under 50000 a year. Donald Trump's at 48%. DeSantis is at 28%. Uh-oh. Donald Trump with non-white. That is that is minorities, Hispanics, blacks, non-white Americans. Trump's got a 30-fucking-point lead 
okay, riddle me this, DeSantards. How do you beat Donald Trump in the state of Florida when your candidate trails by 30 points with minorities, a.k.a. Latin Americans, a.k.a. Black Americans, a.k.a. Asian Americans? How do you win in the state of Florida when the Hispanic people favor Donald Trump by 30 fucking percent? Just forget the whole country. I don't even want to talk about the rest of the country. Just, you know what? Set it all aside. I don't want to talk about Iowa. I don't want to talk about Georgia or South Carolina or how he's doing out there in Nevada or California. Explain to me like I am a third grader. How do you beat Donald Trump in your home state when Donald Trump is favored by 30 points with non-white voters, which is the fastest growing block of Republican voters in the state of Florida. I'll wait. I'll wait. Go ahead and explain it to me like I'm fucking five. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing a lot of counterpoints. The only thing is they cheat. Okay, fine. Okay. Okay. It's fucking, it's not a serious campaign. I'm convinced now more than ever it's not a serious campaign. Meatball is not running a serious campaign. He is, uh, he's doing something, but it ain't a serious campaign. Is this my, I have a new video of, I can't find my new California video. I had a meatball video. I don't know if this is it. Is this the same one from yesterday? I don't know. I was going to play one. Is this it? No, I played that one yesterday. <laughs> That's the one I played. Why can't I find my new meatball video? Maybe I uploaded the wrong one. Hold on, guys. I really wanted to play this. This is funny. It's a funny video. I'm not playing an old one. I want to play the new one. I want to, I want to play the new one. Hold on. All right. Let's, uh, Miguel Forty broke me off a fucking new video. I'm going to play it for you guys. Let me grab it. I don't know where it went. All these meatball memes look the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, they all have the same stupid face on a fucking meatball, and I'm like, is this the right one? Let's see. Let's see if I grabbed it. Hold on. <laughs> oh, wait, where'd it go? Oh, now I don't know if I uploaded it. Hold on. I know, I'm just pulling the whole show over so I can upload this meatball video, because it'll be funny. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> it's my show. I can do whatever I want. I'll stop the fucking whole thing. Just take a break. We're going to get to your Q&A questions here in a minute as well. <laughs> you guys want the pudding finger vid? <laughs> Dude eats fucking pudding with three fingers. What a scumbag. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Hey, you guys. This is the latest and greatest uh, Team Meatball fucking uh, meme from California. What a dumb fucking meatball. People finally see just who you are. Just a dumb fucking meatball. Betraying Margaret won't get you very far. Hiring a foreign agent who work for Ukraine. Enlisting the biggest clowns to push your campaign. Parrot and talking points from Mitt and Rick King. And thinking we'll fall for you, you're fucking insane. 
What a dumb fucking meatball We'll keep mocking you as your numbers fall You're a dumb fucking meatball Please clap. Oh, my God. Dude, are you guys serious right now? Hold on, I got to fucking ask my team something. These sons of bitches, holy shit. Hold on. I got I got my team doing oppo research, and it's bad. Boy, yo, hey, meme team, can I read this? Can I read off the uh, kind of, look, actually, specifically, Trump's mustache. Can I read off the oppo research that you're putting in the room right now? Can I just read this off so everybody watching this show understands? This is fucking brutal. I knew some of this in pieces. I've never seen it put together this way. Is he watching? Trump's mustache. You watching right now, bro? Can I fucking, can I, uh, can I use this? Mag says yes, but I need to, I want to make sure we're good. Because this is brutal. And I've, I've read probably 80% of this, but I've never seen it put together this way. Okay. Thank you, Leah. Okay, Leah's giving me... She's speaking on behalf of Trump's mustache, so we're just going to go with it. All right. You guys ready? All right, here we go. <clears throat> I'm just going to read off the, his parts because his parts are brutal. Fuck. What, no wonder these people are all fucked up. All right, here we go. Here's what... Uh, <clears throat> here we're, we're, here's what we're saying here. Okay. So, right out the gate, he says, is, is Pasha pushing him Ukraine contacts and contracts, right? So this must have to do, is this Cardillo we're talking about here? So John Cardillo, so here's the story, okay? Christina Peshaw, who you guys all know, registered as a foreign agent in June of 2022 after the Department of Justice contacted her because she had been representing Ukraine and other foreign entities, okay? And so what happened is she's now in charge of his influencer campaign simultaneously is kind of I'm bringing I'm bringing you guys up to speed. So that simultaneously, though, uh, John Cardillo is being has been investigated by the DOJ for what his his contracts abroad have been. So here's kind of where we're at. Um, I'm just going to read the dialogue off. You guys tell me what you think. He says, uh, "Paid influencer on DeSantis team is run by a registered foreign agent, Christina Pasha. Uh, the one of the the foreign agents is the owner of an ammunition and ballistic armor wholesale supplier." entering into contracts to provide Ukraine war materials, okay? Um, this is brutal. And he's, ask, he's essentially asking who and how are they paid. Pasha retroactively registered as a foreign agent June of 2022 after she was contacted by the Department of Justice. Cardillo entered the body armor contract in March of 2022 and was sued in May of 2022. Pasha contacted by the DOJ in June. Cardillo sources body armor from contacts and sources in Serbia. I mean, there's documentation to back up all of this. This is terrible. This is very terrible. This is not a good look at all when you're going through this. Anything else you got for me, Trump's mustache, that the public needs to know? This is, I'm looking at what these, uh, the meme teams unearthed, and it's, it's very bad. Wait, hey, Trump's mustache. Is Pasha a Rush? Did is she? Is this true about Russia? Are we talking about Russia? Is that what we're talking about here? She, when you say she's uh, she's been noted to have intensely harassed a COVID nineteen whistleblower in Florida and a reporter. 
like stalker level harassment. She was educated in Russia, played politics in Georgia. Okay, so the part about Christina Peshaw that I was unaware of until this very moment, I wasn't aware that she was educated in Russia. I knew, I knew she was a part of the Georgia Ukraine thing. And who we're speaking about here is Christina Peshaw, who's in charge of Ron DeSantis's um, astroturfing campaign on on social media. What I didn't know, though, was that she was educated in Russia. Dude, this is all kinds of bad. There you go. This is why so much of what he's doing makes no sense. Because he's getting... He has been infiltrated. His whole organization is infiltrated with foreign agents. And the money is coming from abroad. The money is dictating what Rob can say to the public. His fucking team is leveraged by foreign adversaries. They're fucked. This is the Uniparty in a nutshell. When I told you guys, when I told you guys that the pick for the deep state was not Joe Biden in 2024, the pick was Ron DeSantis. I said that yesterday. I'm telling you, that's what it was. People are fucked. They're totally fucked. I'm telling you right now, if we know this, Donald Trump knows this. He's already knows knows this all over the place. Okay. Oof. I'd say that's probably we're getting damn we're getting damn close to end of any shot at a uh campaign territory. Very close. Very close. What do you guys think? I mean, what do you guys think? I'm looking at I'm gonna go check the chat real quick. This dude's toast. I think he's absolutely fucking toast. And you can see who took the money. They're on full display. Look, I can hold people accountable. It doesn't mean shit if you keep following them. One person that you should probably unfollow today and change the channel every time her stupid face comes across the TV is this woman. Excellent interview with Vice President Mike Pence on Sean Hannity. His patriotism, love for the country, and love for his savior on full display. Yeah, you know what? Kaylee McEnany, I've got a little something for you too, baby. You're a cunt. This woman is Firmly on the never Trump side of things that now. Goodbye, princess. Goodbye. I've known for a while. I just didn't want it to be true. I've known for a while. I've watched her on Fox. I've watched her on. Uh, I've listened to her on the radio during her interviews. I've seen her commentary on social media. I've known this for quite some time. But I, it was a suspicion until she posted this. Then she posted this, and you went, well, there's that. There you go. Can I tell you something? Most of these people from the previous Trump years were nothing more than fucking bags of muscle and bone looking for an opportunity that's it these are not people with integrity these are not people with character these are people who are essentially for sale 
at every turn. You, we, are going to do a better job going forward of trusting our instincts and calling out what needs to be called out unapologetically. That woman did a great job as the press secretary. And you have to ask yourself, how much better of a job could someone do as press secretary if they actually believed what's coming out of their mouth? That is pretty gross. That's gross and it's sad. And I think you should disregard that lady. I think she blew her credibility. Whatever you think of her about her professionalism is totally your choice. But I'm telling you, from a credibility standpoint, Kaylee McEnany has zero left. Be gone. You made your bed, now lay in it. That's the end of that one. That's the end of that. So we've been hitting uh, <clears throat> Rob DeSantis pretty hard. And I'm doing it on a, on a psychological side. We're doing it on the policy side. We're doing it on who he's associated with side, right? Foreign assets. This is all before the actual giant tactical nuke that's being readied uh, politically is levied against him. We might not even get to this level, but if, it, if the day comes, there are things that certain organizations have threatened to release that will end careers. Oddly enough, they put a commercial together via our friend Mo and his balls. Look. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, that's a meme. Mo and his balls put it together. Meme team worked on it. It's funny. Ha 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 ha. Here's the challenge. Today, that's a meme. But tomorrow, it could be so much worse. Why? Because the Grinder app has now threatened that if Florida doesn't back off on their LGBTQRSSUVWXYNZ rhetoric, anti-rhetoric, they will release the names of every elected official who's in the closet and using Grinder to fuck dudes. Uh-oh. We already know there's been rumors about Meatball DeSantis. Rumors, haha, that's funny, that's messed up. That he's a little light in the loafers, might make maybe maybe he likes going to pound town with the sausage, who knows. There's just rumors. But the actual company that builds the website to help fucking gay dudes hook up with other gay dudes is so pissed off at the state of Florida. They're like We've got the profiles of all of the elected officials who are actually cruising for cock on the internet. Bro. <laughs> Dude, maybe you should have just went down to the bar like a fucking normal American, huh? Went down. Maybe you should have sat in that stall, did that little fo fucking foot tap thing. You know what I mean? Try to get that wiener put through the uh, glory hole. Maybe you should have just stuck with the old... Maybe you shouldn't have been on an app. Maybe you should have been in a bush off of the fucking highway, huh? At a rest stop, like the old-fashioned way, the way they used to cruise for cock, 
Huh? Maybe the internet wasn't such a good idea, dumbass. Can you fucking believe these people? Could have just did that foot thing under the fucking stall. Hey, hey, you feel like getting your dick sucked? My name, this is Governor Rob DeSantis. <laughs> I need some dick. You could have done it the old-fashioned way. You could have went, done it fucking side of the road, fucking, right? Every, everybody, everyone loves, uh, what was that movie? Fucking uh, Mary, what was it? Uh, why am I drawing a blank on this? Everyone loves Mary. Was that the movie? Yeah, Mary's on the side of the road, Ben Stiller. You could have been on the side of the road, dude, at a rest stop, like a normal person, or a truck stop looking for cock. Yeah, you could have just went, you sat in that stall, did this toe tap thing with the foot. I'm doing it under my desk, if you guys can hear. Something about Mary, there you go. Thank you, guys, I was fucking that name up. Yeah, a little something about Mary style, right? You just head to the rest stop and sit in the bushes waiting for someone to put their penis in your mouth? Nope, not the state legislature in Florida. They got a different way of doing things down there. Shit's weird. And it ain't just Rob DeSantis, apparently. There's a bunch of people. Like, watch. There's a video. This is real. This came out yesterday. Phantom Shadow sent it to me. He's like, dude, check this out. This is super important that everybody hears and sees this, right? You guys ready? Watch this. Watch. This happened yesterday. This is not, this is not a meme. This is actually real. Key. Florida Station of Counties waves in opposition. Pamela Birch Fort, Florida State Conference of NAACP Branches, waves in opposition. Anita Dick <laughs> is an opponent. Waves in opposition. <laughs> Holden Hiscock. Oh, Holden Hiscock. Ah, good old Holden Hiscock. in opposition. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, only Jimmy, Florida, Florida Apartment Association. <laughs> good old Anita Dick and Holden Hiscock, huh? How's that going, bud? Hey, a little. Hey, Anita Dick and holding his cock. Dude, we're going <laughs> to. Good job, buddy. Hey, no, you did excellent. He's like, oh, I'm going to end up on the internet, aren't I? You fucking sure as shit are, pal. Did you see the staffer next to him? Watch the girl reach for it. She's like. <laughs> Key, Florida Station of Counties waves in opposition. Pamela Birch Fort, Florida State Conference of NAACP Branches, waves in opposition. Anita Dick. Ah, oh no! Opponent. <laughs> waves in opposition. <laughs> Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. <laughs> waves in opposition. Jesus Christ, dude! Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, Florida, Florida, oh my apartment God. association. Why are you the bartender from The Simpsons right now, bro? Hey, dude, he looks up. He's looking around the room for Holden Hiscock. You literally just, he looks up. He's like, Holden Hiscock is also against, uh, he's in opposition. Is he, dude? Holden Hiscock was in opposition. Ah, uh, yeah. Good old Anita Dick. I love the girl next to him. Is like, oh my God. The, you know, I love that. I appreciate that. I love a woman that knows a good dick joke right when she hears it. You know what I mean? It just tells me you're kind of, you're about that life. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I like a good slut. You know what I mean? I liked it. She was like, ah, she caught it. You wouldn't catch that. If you were, if you're too straight laced, that joke is going to go over your head. Soon as she heard, soon as she heard Anita Dick, she was like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, good job. I don't know what her full name is. I can see part of her name is Julia something. Julia, whatever the fuck your name is. Shout out to Julia for being just enough of a slut to know that joke right when it came out of his mouth. One more time. Key, Florida Station of Counties waves in opposition. Pamela Birch Fort, Florida State Conference of NAACP branches. Watch your face. Waves Watch how in fast. Opposition. Anita Dick. 
is an opponent. <laughs> Waves yeah. in opposition. She's like, word. Holden Hiscock Uh-oh. is also an opponent. Waves oh, is he? in opposition. Uh, Jimmy, only <laughs> Jimmy. Florida. Good old Julia. Florida, apartment associate. Julia Gulia knew. Julia knew. She's like, I need a dick. She's like, fucking word. Tell me about it, Brian. Yeah, I seen your face, babe. Yeah, you're not hiding from us. Holy shit, that thing is going in the pantheon of videos. <laughs> Alex Stein couldn't have done that one better. Holy shit. That is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. This is what you're up against. These are the fucking dorks that are trying to stop Trump. I, I even left. I even left Alvin nothing to brag about. I even left that guy alone today. We haven't even talked about him. I thought we were going to have to meme him and destroy him. Dude, he, he tucked tail hella quick. I also appreciate looking down and seeing that uh, staff Tiffy is currently listening to the show inside of a Target on full blast as we go through these jokes. I know. All right, you know what? I'm going to get, I'm getting away from myself. I don't want to do, I promised I wouldn't do this to you guys. Losing the earpiece because it's that time of your week. I know. I'll get going and I'll forget to do your fucking questions. And then I'll look like an asshole. Not doing that to you guys. I promised a solid round of Q&A Friday. You're going to get a solid round of Q&A Friday. Jesus, you guys emailed me a million things. Holy shit, you're still emailing me. That's not fair. Okay, I promised I'd get to him. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Let's get to him. Here we go. <clears throat> Should put on my glasses for this. I can't see shit. All right, here we go. I thought I had another one in here that was I was like going to answer it, but now I'm realizing it's not in here. Okay, here we go. Dilly, what is the quickest way to rehydrate after illness? That's a good question. Fastest way to rehydrate after illness, you're going to need electrolytes. That means not just pure water, but water with some sugar. Also, you're going to want to need, uh, you're probably going to need to get, uh, I would say Pedialyte. Gatorade also makes a new version of Pedialyte and tons of it, tons of that, tons of water. You'll be fine. That's the most important thing is steady drinking. You got to hit a gallon a day. Initially, you may not hold it all, but by day two, day three, the body will start consuming it, realizing, okay, uh, we're good, but you need not just water. You need uh, like an either a Gatorade, a Pedialyte, coconut water, all great options to help you rehydrate. Uh, I have 50-50 custody with my ex. He hasn't kept up his end of the deal since March of 2020. His excuse was first the pandemic and second he needed to get back on his feet. I understand you're completely opposite. You're fighting tooth and nail to have your kids with you. I've been begging my ex to spend more time with his kids he sees them maybe two to th three times a month for about an hour. I've come to the point where I know he really doesn't want 50-50 custody. My question is, how do I go about getting full custody? I can't afford an attorney as I'm a single parent uh, on uh, SSDI. So I'm assuming that's disability insurance. <clears throat> um, have you asked? Try asking him. Why not give him what he wants? The only thing he's going to not want is for you to bury him in child support. So if you're not worried about getting additional child support, here's the thing I will also warn you about. Him being a negligent father will not give you full custody. The only thing I'm going to warn you about, child custody, unless he's a danger to the children, the court and a psychologist, and they're not wrong, will tell you 
his three hours a month is better than zero. So unless you're ready to prepare to prove he is unfit to be around them and more specifically, he's a danger, honey, you already have full custody. That's the truth. So in, I, in my totally non-legal professional opinion, it's not even worth filing for. There's no, there's no win there. Unless you just flat out ask him, hey, can you just fuck off? But if you, if you go for full custody with a guy that only sees his kids three hours a month, you're going to look bad. Make sense? You, you won't win that. They won't award that to you. To get full custody, there must be danger. Short, of, like just being kind of a scumbag. And the other thing that you might not understand, the three hours a month, even though it's a shitty amount, is better than them never seeing their dad. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Unless he's like a drug addict and violent, well, then that's a different conversation. But him just being sort of a shitty father, it just, it's, it is what it is. Hey, Dilly, Trump always talks about the fake news, but he could have repealed Obama's HR 4310, even partially, that again allowed the politician news to knowingly lie to the public. No, he couldn't have. Uh, I always wonder why he didn't fix it when he could have. No, he couldn't. It would certainly clean up. No, he couldn't. I don't know where you're getting this. I, I don't, HR 4310, it's not that simple to have cleaned up. Um, if you look into how Obama did it, uh, I, I, I don't think he could have cleaned it up that well. I really don't. And the bigger problem wasn't HR 4310. Uh, I think it's the section that was, what is it? Section 210 that was passed by the Congress. So, and also, and I, I'll, I'll put a caveat. Now, the question you might have wanted to ask is, why wasn't it a bigger priority? And honestly, he might not have realized it was that big of a problem. There's a lot of stuff that happened. Like when he got in, it's a whirlwind. Very first thing he was trying to do was turn the country around uh, economically. But simultaneously, his first problem when he entered office, and everybody always forgets this, we were looking at the potential of nuclear war with North Korea. This is the other part I need you to understand. He went into office and North Korea was getting so provocative, we thought this could be a problem any day. So what he did was he was prioritizing when he got into office based on what at the time he knew about. It's really easy to Monday morning quarterback the shit out of Trump when you've got all of the information way after the fact. The only way, if you're going to be intellectually honest about how he handled his administration, is if you look at what was the concerns at the time he entered office. And that's what you're not doing. You're holding him to a, an account on something that I don't think is reasonable. Now, obviously, given today's standard, yeah, you, you and me get to be like, oh, he should have done this. It's like, well, yeah, but at, the, at that point in time in history, he was trying to stop a nuclear war from taking uh, action. He was trying to get us out of Afghanistan. We were headed for economic fucking nuclear anyway. Donald Trump had to turn all that down. We had to fix the border. I mean, he was prioritizing based on what was the most important topic at the time. So whenever you're going to do that, unless you want to come off like an asshole, which I, I know you weren't trying to, but unless you're not intellectually, unless you're being intellectually honest about what was occurring at that time, you'll never have a full, like, I think, honest evaluation of, of that uh, presidency. That being said, I could see this getting corrected very early in a future Trump um, administration. So I hope that helps. 
no, I don't know what this is. Delete that. Uh, why don't you lease your cars since you want a different one so often? This is a good question. Um, couple reasons. Specifically, now is not the environment you want to lease in, number one. Number two, I kept trading and moving through vehicles to get to the cars I wanted. You understand? What I ultimately want in my collection long-term is a top-of-the-line luxury vehicle that I feel completely uh, safe and comfortable in that I can take my wife out in, and I want a top-tier level sports car. So part of why I was swapping cars and I was going up that car ladder is I was trying to get to a specific vehicle, and I got to it, right? We went from the 2021 C8 convertible Corvette that I absolutely loved and I drove it for a year and I traded that in along with my Lexus SUV which is not a dream vehicle it was just something that I owned because I went places that needed four-wheel drive a lot right so I had the two cars consolidated them into the car I was trying to buy all the way back in 2018 2019 which is my current vehicle which is an S63 AMG coupe okay extremely rare car and I got the model year that I wanted because it has the 5.5 liter twin turbo v8 it's a hoss okay this thing is fucking built like a brick shit house. now I bought the Mercedes because I knew that my future car that will never be sold from my collection which I have a collection of one right now right I had to work my way up the other car is the one I'm on a waiting list that's going to be probably another two or three years and that is for a z06 a c8 z06 so that naturally aspirated Z06, I will never sell, ever, ever. But once I get a hold of it and it goes in my garage, I'm gonna pay it off as quick as possible and that motherfucker is staying in the garage forever. So we go, I'm just telling you guys my, my, my goal, right? The Benz was one of the goals, I finally got it done. I've got a order in for the Z06 and God willing, if Trump gets reelected, the economy turns around, that will be another goal and we'll put it next to it. And then the last two vehicles I will probably add to that collection, or two or three, I eventually would like to own uh, some, probably one, I really like that TRX, that thing's a beast, that truck. I'll probably own one of those eventually one day. And then eventually, long-term, down in sometime in my life, I would like to own a Ferrari. So, but the two that I don't want to ever sell are the Benz and eventually the Z06. I want to hold those forever. But these are like, like life goals though. So this is just the game I play. And the other thing is they kept, as I was moving through these cars, COVID kept making my cars more valuable as I was driving the shit out of them. So you're kind of dumb if you don't take advantage of that. So I got locked in on a super low interest rate on a car I never would have been able to afford. And now I'm like, and it was, it was one of my dream cars, right? So that's kind of where I'm at. So you just kind of keep going and I don't know, it's like my deal. But I don't lease cars because also I drive the shit out of them. I put a lot of miles on them. So that's why I don't really lease either. I tend, I would drive right out of the lease. Thank you for asking me about cars so I have a reason to talk about them. Uh, Randy, Rand, go ahead and call Randy in here real quick. Um, I'm in Christina Peshaw makeup. You can't put me on camera. Is there a reason you keep thundering up and down? The, oh my God. <laughs> You keep thundering up and down the steps, and I'm like, is everything okay? Yeah, it sounds like there's a fire. Filming. Oh, okay. It went really good. It was something like this. Holy fuck, you're a nightmare. Randy is putting together a parody for you guys, and 
I'm seeing her appearance right now, and it's absolutely terrifying. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, you're good. Okay. Okay. I got to get back to Q&A Friday. I love you. Holy shit. That's a whole different thing. I cannot. Can you shut my door, please? Rihanna. What? The fucking door. Oh. It's not like I'm on the air right now. All right, Dilly. Uh, but for real, though, how many woodchucks do you think Jebba Ellis could chuck over under 10? Dude, at least six. At least six. Did you guys see Trout on fucking Twitter last night? You guys see Trout? Trout was... Trout tweeted out, I retweeted on my Twitter page. Because I've been calling Jebba Ellis Jebba for so long, Trout tweeted out last night that he got a call from a woman who sounded perfectly nice, and her name was Jenna. And when he called her back, he called her Jebba. <laughs> he left a voicemail and called her Jebba. And he was losing his mind. He's like, fuck. Which is just hysterical, right? Yeah. So there you go. As, yes, Machiavelli memes correct randy just said that she she just came in dressed full blown as christina Peshaw, and she did mention that her knees were absolutely killing her right now so there you go that was one of the most terrifying costumes i've ever seen my wife in and i've seen my wife dressed up as nancy pelosi so that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a fucking video <laughs> happy friday just a thought what about putting a cap on fundraising fundraising have a great weekend i don't know what that means i mean I think I know what you mean, but not really. That's That was a little vague. Sure? I don't know. Oh, Trout, here we go. Can you discuss with uh, with me some of the reasons I'd consider going from a sole proprietor to an LLC? I have million-dollar insurance for the business and 300K, 300K, 100K auto insurance, immaculate lending potential, and next to zero debt. If the potential... If the business fails, it fails. Are there t tax bennies? I don't really want to change how my business is run from a money standpoint. I like the ease from of flow from me to it and from it to me. Okay. That's a lot, Trout. I don't know if you wanted this on Q&A Friday, but we could... You know what? It's a good question. One of the benefits to go... If you're going from a sole proprietor to an S-corp, there are tax benefits specifically, if that's what you're considering. Part of the benefit, it depends on what you do. If you're in a business like I am where you run a risk of getting sued, a limited liability corporation where you have partners, it does allow a lot of fucking protections. So beyond taxes, there's also a huge, huge uh, benefit for protections as well, okay? The other thing that you're not probably realizing is What's your exit strategy? If your goal is to build a sole, like only a business, that, and again, I'm not a fucking tax expert on this, so just, I'm not a financial expert. This is not financial advice. But if you are trying to build a business and that's your life, then I can't really argue with you about your sole proprietorship and you're not worried about getting sued, then great. But if your goal is as an entrepreneur, see, this is a difference. And I teach this with a lot of my coaching clients. Do you love your business and do you want to do your business forever? If the answer to either of those is no, then your job is to build something that you can sell for maximum profit. You understand? So if your goal is to build a balance sheet and you're like, I do this business, I got that business, I got this business. If your goal is to build a balance sheet, then being a sole proprietor doesn't benefit you. Again, not an expert 
take this with a grain of salt. But it's my understanding that when you are trying to build a full balance sheet and you've got multiple LLCs with different partners and investments, you can put together a much stronger balance sheet for borrowing from banks and different institutions for bigger and bigger deals. And when you go to liquidate, there's a benefit there as well. If you don't love your business and you don't want to do your business forever, you should build a business that is liquidatable. Do you understand? Like your whole goal right now, dude, again, unless you want to work well into your fucking 60s, your goal should be, how do I build a business that someone else would pay for to buy from me? I teach this to all my entrepreneurs that I coach. Your goal is to create something that is so impressive on paper and so easily uh, duplicated and run that when it's time for you to exit, you can turn key the motherfucker and sell it and you walk away with seven figures or whatever unless you love it. And if you love it, then congratulations. Like, I love what I do. The Dilly Show can't be sold. Who the fuck would ever be able to host this show the way I do it? Nobody, that's who. The answer is absolutely no one can do the Dilly Show but Dilly. So there's no way for me to make this a duplicatable model. Now, the benefit of that is also that no one can fucking create a Dilly Show of their own and try to take me down, right? I don't have competition. But it means I'm also married to the business, for as long as I can carry it. But the thing is, I, to answer the two questions that I, I asked you at the beginning, which is, do you love what you're doing and do you wanna do it forever? I don't know if I wanna do it forever, but I know I fucking love what I'm doing. So I hope that helps. Karen in the chat says, LLC or an Inc. will separate your personal house, cars, etc., from the actual business property. DBAs are fine, but you put all properties at risk. So that's just somebody in the chat commenting. So there you go. So it's the tax benefits is the short answer. But I always ask people, why do you start a business? And they're like, oh, because I want to work for myself. Great. What else do you want to do? Some people are just like, I'm an entrepreneur, right? Like, yes, you guys think of me and you go, Dilly is a host of a show. But dude, I'm invested in real estate. I have a book. I'm a publisher. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. I like businesses. I like finding new ways to express myself. I like helping other people build their dream. So if you're an entrepreneur, then you're something much broader than just any one singular business. Got to think of it that way. <clears throat> Hope that helps. All right, let's keep going. Good question, by the way. It was, that was a thought compelling one. Dilly, out of the three, now four, which John Wick movie was your favorite? Oh, that's a good one. God, I love John Wick. I haven't seen the fourth one, so obviously I can't comment, right? I can't comment on the fourth John Wick. So one through three... Boy, my favorite John Wick, it's either the first or the second one. I really like the second. The third one was good. I think right now my favorite John Wick is the second John Wick. I think right now. But it could be the first one. I'm not really sure. Do I love the films. Yeah, it's a fun movie. That's a good, that is a good, straightforward, action-packed movie. Dilly, I know you're a fan of products that work. What's your opinion on using drugs like Ozempic to lose weight? Oh, thank you for asking this. All of my friends are doing it, and it seems like a good idea to help get those extra pounds off. I feel stupid not using it when I see the amazing results, but it's scary to put a drug in me for such a vanity reason. Okay. Here's my opinion on Ozempic. And this, having worked in the personal training industry for 20 plus years and have a, an extensive experience with weight loss and fitness, here's my opinion. And this is, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a guy that used to train people to look the way they wanted to look. 
Ozempic is a shortcut to a body and a result you could have got with just a little bit of work. Here's the other thing they're not telling you about Ozempic. Ozempic, if you want to get off of it, you have to taper it down and you can never actually totally get off of it. So it's super expensive, number one, extremely expensive. Number two, what they're not going to tell you or your friends, if you come off of this product, the rebound effect from Ozempic is fucking massive hunger. Massive. Go. All you have to go read is Ozempic rebound and you will be like, holy shit. Like what you're gonna do is you're gonna lose uh, 20 pounds on Ozempic or 10 pounds on Ozempic and then you're gonna stop it all together and your appetite is gonna go to the fucking moon and you're gonna put on 30 pounds. You'll end up fatter than you ever were before you took it. This is what they don't tell you about that product. Listen to me very carefully. If you want to lose seven to 10 pounds, water, fix your water, fix your sleep, eliminate alcohol, eliminate sugars, refined sugars, and move the fuck around more. It's it. If you have, if you're trying to lose seven to 10 pounds, you should never touch fat loss products. You should never touch any kind of fucking medical pharmaceutical shit. The only people who really should be engaging in some type of like medical weight loss program are people who have more than 100 to 200 or more pounds to lose. But if you're trying to lose 10 to 20 pounds, stop being fucking lazy. It's not complicated. Eat clean for a while, increase your protein, increase your water, sleep better, and set your goal to walk 10,000 steps a day. Done, done, that's it. But what you don't wanna do, like if you don't trust Big Pharma to give you the COVID jab, why the fuck would you trust Big Pharma to give you Ozempic? It's a fucking diabetic drug. Are you following? It ain't worth it. Plus, dude, if you're trying to lose five to 10 pounds, I'm telling you right now, you don't wanna lose 10 pounds. I bet you, if you're slightly thick, dude, fucking stay there, honey. Slightly thick is, is money. Being five to 10 pounds overweight, overweight as a woman is fucking bang on. That's where you wanna be. Ask all the men in the chat, fuck your clothes, fuck your friends. Five to 10 pounds above where you think is perfect is actually perfect, okay? Especially as you age. All the women in here, I got a bunch of women in here in their 40s and their 50s. Ladies, what happens when we lose too much weight and we're over the age of 40? Here's the harsh reality, honey. What happens to all of us, actually no, what happens to women specifically when you lose too much weight in your 40s and 50s or above? Nothing will age your face faster than you crash dieting or doing something and losing too much weight and it'll never come back. This is what they won't tell you. If you lose too much weight and you are over the age of 40, you will never get that youthful plumpness in your face back ever. It's the most dangerous thing to do. When you are a woman over the age of 40 and you're trying to lose weight, you do that shit in two to four pound increments and assess. Because the second you go past the goal too far, you will lose the elasticity in the face and the fat in your face and that shit will never come back and you will forever fucking look 10 years older. 
sad reality. Forget the loose skin. We're not even talking about crash dieting. I'm just telling you, if you're within 10 pounds of your goal weight, you're actually probably within three pounds. And if you go past too far and then you go, oh, I don't like the way I look, you'll start putting the weight back on everywhere except for here. And that's it. Then it's done. No one ever wants to tell you that. Yep. And you're, as Amber is stating, and your ass, your neck, and your tits. You are better off slow, steady weight loss on your own, no drugs. Trust me on that one. You'll see. Watch what happens to DeSantis once he gets off that shit. It's going to be fucking hilarious. Brendan, my name is Steven, uh, otherwise known as Young Ghost in the chat. And my woman and I have been watching your show for several years now. We love your realism and the fact that you refuse to change your beliefs and standards no matter what life throws your way. We just had a new MAGA baby. Hey, there you go. March 23rd at 8.36 in the morning. I wanted to see if you would, would give a huge shout out to my woman, Kaylin, for doing an amazing job and being such a great mother to our now two children. Absolutely, bro. Congratulations. That is Young Ghost. Uh, congratulations on the brand new baby. Congratulations to mom, Kaylin. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well done, dude. Well done. Good for you. Good for you. That's excellent. That's what we like to see. Brendan, thank you for your uh, exposing Meatball's ass on, on a platter day in and day out. Quick question. Does anyone else think he resembles Billy the Bass? Dude, <laughs> we talked about this. That's a different meme. <laughs> Good question, though. Good question. <laughs> uh, Dilly, my husband and I would like to buy an RV. The economy seems unstable right now. Will there be a good time to buy in the foreseeable future, in your opinion? That's a hard one uh, to know. I know inventory is really high right now. You got a lot of availability. The other thing that's nice about RVs is you can amortize them over 20, 30 years. Problem with that is rates are shit right now. If you're going to pay cash, I would say that now might be a good time to start looking. But the inventory is higher. It was horrible two years ago. Prices on those things have begun to come down. I... Me personally, I'd probably wait another six to 12 months. If you're spending like under 20 grand, maybe you go for it. But if you're swinging for the fences, and you're going to spend over 50. I'd be more patient. I would wait. But I'm also not your age. Like if you're older than I am and time is limited, it depends. I don't know what your, your circumstances are. This is what's tough when you guys ask me economic questions. Because one thing that like you always have to assess, no financial uh, professional is going to assess this. I will because I'm not a financial professional. One thing that anybody giving you financial advice will always make the mistake of, and, I'll, and even my chat, right? They're gonna all chime in now because they, they're all experts in what you should be doing. But one thing I wanna warn you guys against, okay? One of the things you gotta be warned against, any financial advice that is given to you is being given to you from the perspective of you're gonna live for at least another 30 years. But I don't know you. I don't know if your husband's healthy. I don't know if you're healthy. I don't know if you're 80. I don't know if you're 60. The reason I say that is like financial advice should be given um, and taken based on you, where you're at in your life. I'm 40, so my advice is much more prudent and conservative. But if, I, if you asked me if I had an extra 25 grand laying around and I was 67 years old, the time to buy my dream RV or dream car was fucking five years ago. And I'd ignore everybody telling me different. I hope that makes sense because you're never going to get the time back. You're never going to get the memories back. You're in, if your health is still great and you're getting older, 
You should do everything you've ever wanted fucking like tomorrow's your last day. I ignore a lot of other traditional advice that goes against this. I think financial planning is something you do up until a point and then it's financial. It's all about memories and life and experience. So when you're a certain age, fine, you're going to be like, well, I got to weigh this or that and the other. Well, there's a point when you go, okay, I'm in the prime years of, for potentially catching, you know, getting cancer or having illness. Just live your fucking life. So I don't know how old you are, honey. I don't know what your financial situation is like. If, you, if it's a really tight budget and you're not really sure, then wait. If it's something you've already allocated funds for and you're, you're getting up there in years, fucking pull the trigger and enjoy your life. I hope that helps. I hope that helps because a lot of people will give you bad advice. Like, can you imagine telling somebody who's like 70 or 68 or 65, they're getting ready to buy their dream car and you're like, oh, now's not a good time to buy? Fuck that. Dude, are you shitting me? I mean, I'm not trying to knock you. You're, I, mean, I don't know what your health is like, but shit happens once you get over about the age of 60. Like, things can happen. Pull the fucking trigger on all the shit you love now. Everyone telling you to delay your gratitude once you're over 60 is an idiot. Do what you want now. You've been planning a trip. Oh, I really want to do it, but I can't because of this. Why? Well, people are saying I shouldn't. Fuck them. Fuck them. They're not you. Go live. <coughs> Go live. Buy the car. Move to the fucking ocean. Do what you want. Okay? There you go. There you go. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait till you're all gibbled. That's one of the biggest mistakes men make. You buy your dream car after your fucking, uh, your, your reaction skills are, are slowed down. Do you know how counterintuitive that is? Like all of a sudden your, your reaction time, this is why Corvette drivers drive slow. You waited to buy your dream car until you were so old and gibbled that you couldn't drive it the way you used to want to drive it. So now you bought your dream car and you putter around in it. That's stupid. That's just stupid. I don't care what the financial shit says. You buy the car that requires ultra fucking on the, you know, fucking. You, you want to do all that when you can do it. Don't wait until you're so fucking old that your reaction skills suck. And now you can't even drive the car the way you wanted to. That's bad advice. Okay. Good advice is, hey, man. If you still got something left in the fucking tank and you feel good, go pull the trigger now. Do it now. Don't wait. Everybody always assumes life is like, oh, it's promised. I'll be, I'll be there tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It's like, dude, it's, you might not have it tomorrow. What's your favorite McGalifornia tune? It used to be Nostra Dilly for me, but now I really love Professor Dilly. I don't know, dude. I, you know, I, my favorite one might be this jam right here. It might be this one. I don't know how you top that. That is a beautiful, beautiful song. The guitar playing. It's catchy, right? It's catchy. It's true. You know? You can play it for Kamala Harris whenever she's on your screen. It's fun. Yeah, that's that's probably my favorite. Right? It's on a topic that I, I'm like, ah, I enjoy that. I like when she does that. Yeah. Like Mike just said in the chat, that's his stairway to heaven. There you go. Yeah, that's it. You can't top that one. I'm sorry, but that is, that will be, that is his wonder wall. Okay. That is his wonder wall. You're not going to, you're going to have a lot of other jams, but that is, is beautiful. It's a, it's a love song. It's a ballad, if you will. Power ballad, even maybe if he added in some drum or something, but either way, it's beautiful.
So there's me. That's my final answer. Billy, do you know if President Trump has seen or actively watches your show? I have no, I don't think he watches the show. I'm speculating. I do not believe he's watched my show like actively. Has he ever seen it? I think he's probably seen a clip here and there of me being funny at some point, maybe. I don't know. I could not uh, declare either direction. I choose to think that he's aware of my existence, but maybe, obviously, I mean, he signed a fucking letter to me, so he knows I exist. To what degree, I am not sure. Dilly, I am a staunch conservative who wants to work for a conservative company. Aside from TPUSEA, can you think of any of the top of your head? You want to work for a conservative company in politics or just a conservative company anywhere in the world? Zero in your, I don't know what you're asking me. Like there's a lot of conservative construction companies or conservative this or guns or whatever. So if you're talking specifically in politics, that's a different question and answer. (coughs) Brandon, hey, is my husband blocked on YouTube? His username is, oh, let me see. How do I know? I don't think so. I mean, I might have. Did he say something fucking stupid? I block fans all the time. You guys know this. How do I find? Uh, I don't know how to find. Oh, community moderation. Let's see. I'm just clicking on it right now. I'll do it on the show. I don't give a fuck. I can do whatever I want. It's my show. Hold on. Let's see if we can figure out if he's blocked. Uh, community. Boy, this doesn't. YouTube's not very intuitive when it comes to this shit. I just thought there would be like a list of blocked people. This is stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I can't tell, honey. Uh, I don't know. Where, where's the, where's blocked people? I don't know. Maybe he might be blocked. Did he say something stupid? I can't tell really, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I have no idea. Sorry. I don't remember ever blocking him. But if he said something that violated YouTube standards, YouTube will, preempt, will block you themselves also. Toggled moderation activity. I don't know how to do that. I don't even know what that did. I just pushed a button. I don't even know what it does. Yep. No clue. I'll look. I'll see if I can figure it out. Weird. It feels like I wouldn't have made that block, though. Like, I don't remember doing that. Hey, uh, happy Friday. First, I'm going to Waco tomorrow. There you go. It should not be too cold. 60s or 70s. That's fucking money. And temps not dropping until Trump finishes. The rally is 45 minutes away from George W. Bush's place, but I'm not expecting to run into him. My questions are, will Fox pivot? No. Will, t- will Demet Ball replace Peshaw? No. Peshaw brings the money. She is, she is fucking planted within his organization like a tick. <clears throat> will Casey DeSantis settle for Robbie to be a, co- a college president? I could see that. Maybe. She's going to fuck other people, though. If Rob DeSoros was told by George he had to run or be Arkansas, why wouldn't he just go to President Trump and now he didn't do that? Rob DeSantis is running on his own accord because he's an arrogant douchebag lawyer who thinks he could replace Trump. The end. Don't let him off the hook. That cunt actually believes he can beat Trump. That's why he's running. Forget everything else you think you know. He's a fucking putz. Good morning, Dilly. I got suspended for 12 hours on Twitter for telling... Tony Lorraine, she was another Trump dick-riding cunt. And then a couple of days later, I told Dana Lowe she was a cunt and got suspended for seven days. Well, stop calling people cunts. Figure out our new name. I call them nerds and dorks. It's way more effective. Cunt's going to get you flagged, bro. Just saying. All right. We're almost there. 
How are you loving your new life in the South? I lived in that area for nearly 20 years before moving back to Kentucky. My question is, what did I do or say to make you block me on Twitter? Uh, I've been shitposting with you since my account got nuked in December 19. Whatever ticked you off was unintentional, I'm sure. Anyway, God light your path. Okay, let me warn everybody something, all right? I'll unblock you. Let's go find you right now. Let me look at your avatar. I'll tell you what you did. We can play this game. I'll help you guys. I don't mind. Okay, so you're, uh, okay, you're, okay, I'm going to look you up. Hold on. I'll be able to tell you. I am, I watch everything, you motherfuckers. And this is where some of you, some of you get into trouble because you think Dilly won't see this. Okay. So, you in particular, I, dude, I know your account. I had my wife block you too. And your problem is your associations. You got nuked because of who you associated with months ago. And I was like, this motherfucker, that's why. Just letting you know. Now, I'm look, one of the things you guys have to know about me, if you catch my eye, I'm gonna go look at your page. Um, and one of the, there's two things I'm gonna do. I'm gonna scroll and see who the fuck you're retweeting. Then I'm gonna also click your likes. And if I scroll your likes and you're liking a bunch of retarded shit that either is people who attack me or people that attack Trump, I'm going to block you. I'm fickle as fuck. I don't know what to tell you guys. The only way to not get blocked by me on Twitter is to stay the fuck out of my mentions. If you're in my mentions, you better absolutely know, have I done my research on the people I'm associating with? Or is Dilly going to nuke me? Because I nuke people. I'm fickle. I nuke you for being dumb. I'm, I nuke you for having shitty friends. I nuke you for supporting people that attack me. That's how I am. It's my social media page. You don't like it, you can fuck off. That's what happened, bro. You have the wrong associations. I kept seeing you following and retweeting and promoting a bunch of fucking ass wipes. And I was like, okay, my powers of deduction are that you're a fucking ass wipe. So I didn't like who you were associated with. I think you had sketch ass fucking uh, discernment and I nuked you. Now, when you changed your, I don't know when you changed that or if you did, but that's the truth. I know what you count this is because I told my wife to block your ass also. I watch everything. I watch everything, bro. And that's one of the things that I'll catch you on. So a lot of fans will go, dude, what did you get me for? I'm like, you have shitty friends and terrible discernment. <coughs> so here's what I'm going to do for you. Only because you asked me so nicely. And because we've now had this conversation, I am going to unblock you and you're going to be on a zero warning policy because if I do in fact come across you fucking doing the same shit you were doing before, I'm going to nuke you again. And then I'm going to tell my wife to nuke you again. Okay. Good talk. This is your one get out of jail free card. I hope this makes sense. Appreciate the nice email. I'm very, I, I can handle being teased. That's not a problem. I'm much, I'm much more like I look at everything and people are always like, oh, you want, or like if you send me shitty ass fake news after fake news article, I just lose respect for you. Cause I'm like all these years and this person's still not developing as a student of discernment. They're still stuck at fucking point A. I knew I block people for that too. And that's just cause I'm tired of you sending me stupid shit.
So if you send me fake news once and you're like, my bad, I'll do better next time. But if you send me fake shit every couple of days because you read stupid fucking fake news websites and conspiratorial garbage, like, hey, do you think this really happened? Is she really arrested? I'm like, you're asking me this in 2023? You're just wasting my time. But I love my audience so much, I read all the emails and I read the comments. So the risk sometimes is, am I, should I be sending this to him? Because I'm not like your other celebrity fucking influencers who all of them will just gloss over your shit. I'm going to read all of it. So if you've just shown your ass on a dumb email or a dumb DM or a dumb fucking reply, or if I catch you saying some crazy shit on someone else's page, some anti-Semitic fucking retardation, oh, we should need to take up gun arms against... I'll fucking nuke you for that too. I only fuck with smart, quality human beings. I don't even want your money if you're a sleaze. And I know this sounds completely foreign to you because nobody in business would ever do this. But this is how I operate. And it makes it a lot funner for me to know everybody in my sphere is not a piece of shit. This is how I vet people. So this is just, this is how I choose to run my business. And, uh, and I'll never not run it this way. And I always will be stalking your Twitter pages. So be careful. I'm just telling you that also, like always, but that's how I, that's just how I operate, dude. But there you go, Roger. You, uh, you got your one get out of jail free card. Don't fuck it up. Um, love you, Dilly. Can you give us one marching order for the weekend? I love plan, uh, plans on who the troll... Oh, it's actually your number one marching order this weekend. Here it is. This is very simple. I, I, I am asking you, as the Dilly 300, to get on Twitter tomorrow night and retweet the shit out of all of Donald Trump's uh, videos in, of his speech. All of those clips, any memes, tomorrow night needs to be hashtag Trump rally 2024 nonstop. Okay, nonstop. So that's that is how you you. Uh, that's all I want you to do. No other homework tonight. I don't care what you do tonight. I don't care what you do Sunday, Saturday night. If you're gonna watch the rally, all I ask is that you sit down with your phone and you tweet and you retweet all about the rally. Everything you put out, all of your opinions, all about the rally. Okay, even if you don't have videos to retweet, loving this Trump rally. Oh my God, I'm so excited about Agenda 47. Oh, just. He, I want the um, social media internet engagement with the rally to match the number of people who show up for the rally. They both should be equal, okay? Or, or greater, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -mm. All right, that's all I have time for, I think. I think that's almost all of them. Yeah, I don't have time for that one, but I already answered the other ones. Yep, that's all we got. Wait, do I think... Roy Meatball is Archie Bunker's grandson? Maybe. There you go. There's your question. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll see all of you Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not gonna get calmer as years go by. We're gonna get more fired up. We're gonna want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election.
We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.